Welcome back, everybody, to another great episode, a great, happy episode of Hot Takes on the Lake. I am Nick Papaselli. I'm joined once again, like always, by my lovely co-host, Josh. Josh, how the hell are you doing on this, again, this three-game winning streak we're on? Well, I have to admit that I am feeling pretty great, that's for sure. I agree. I've never been... uh... I can't remember the last time I was this happy or happy in general about the Browns. So uh, it's been it's been <laughs> fun so far. Yeah, I mean, last year we did have that three-game winning streak in the middle of the season. Um, but it was, you know, first of all, you had the Miles Garrett helmet incident right in the middle of that. And also it was after our season basically fell apart. So we really didn't get to enjoy it. And uh, that was the only time at any point last season that we even had back-to-back wins, let alone stringing three in a row. So this season, obviously much different. Baker said in the post game, someone asked him uh, if this week four win reminded him at all of the week four win against the Ravens last year. And he said that nothing about this season feels like last year. And I think that's A, a great answer, but also B, uh, a pretty good explanation. Um, it, it does not at all feel like last year. Yeah, I was uh, I was very pleased with that answer for sure. Uh, just, you know, just go back to listen to any of the episodes that we did last year. They were obviously, you know, not fun games to watch and not fun episodes to do or to listen to, I'm sure, for you guys. Um so, yeah, I'm glad that at least the people on the inside, all the players and stuff, they don't feel the same as they did last year because it seemed like basically all year it was just everybody was miserable from basically beginning to end. So, uh, I, I, you know, especially this early in the season, usually our, our season is over by now and we're kind of looking forward to the next year. Um, so, yeah, I've been pleasantly surprised. And, uh, you know, we'll get into it in more detail in a little bit. But, yeah, uh, it's just been uh, – you said it's just been a while since I've been able to be this uh, excited about the Browns. You know, I don't, you know, I, I don't think we're going to win the Super Bowl or anything. I don't think we're there yet, but obviously this team is definitely showing some promise. Uh, you know, contrast to last year. Yeah, I think that you know so many things about this game we could sit here and praise. I don't necessarily want to get on a huge tirade of, of praising the Browns, um, but at the same time, I want to give them credit where credit is due. They put up 49 points, something they haven't done in over a decade. They've won three times in a row. I think on the season now we're averaging, I think, 31 points a game. Considering we scored six points in week one, that's a huge improvement. Um, We've scored more than 30 points in each of the last three weeks. Uh, As I said, I think it was the last week of the week before on the podcast, you know, our goal should be to go out there and put up 30 points because if you're putting up 30 points, you're most likely going to win more games than you lose. And uh, that's been the case with the last three weeks. Uh, So really want to give all the credit in the world to the offense. And then when it comes to our defense, I want to give the credit to uh, Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward just for their two game-changing plays. That's why they're there. Our defense doesn't have much to praise, unfortunately, and we'll get to that. But those two players made a really big plays in big spots. So got to give credit to them. Uh, and then also Cody Parkey, again, so far perfect for this year, two made field goals, five for five and extra points. One was blocked, but it ended up turning out in our favor. So overall, uh, there were a couple of moments where you went like, oh, that's a Browns moment, but we were kind of bailed out. But for the most part, it felt like Dallas was having Browns moments, uh, you know, with with the extra point 
uh, turning into a two-point conversion. And then, you know, with the Odell play at the end, I felt like, wow, that's something the Browns would have done. So it was nice seeing that reverse for once. Yeah, definitely. Um, and especially just going into the fourth quarter, being up, you know, 41 to 14 on somebody, uh, it usually, you know, 9.9 times out of 10, it's the other way around is what I've experienced as a Browns fan. Um, and yeah, obviously in the fourth quarter, uh, so, I mean, we saw that against uh, Atlanta in the Dallas game. I mean, maybe just Dallas, you know, when teams kind of get up a, to a big lead, they just kind of, you know, are able to catch up when people kind of take their foot off the gas, like I said. Um, I don't know. Maybe that would just be their MO all year. I'm not sure. Um, I thought it would be a much more competitive game throughout. Um, I was really, really shocked how the game went, obviously, for the first three quarters. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the offense was, I mean, terrific. Um, unfortunately, we did lose Nick Chubb. He's going to be on IR for um, a decent amount of time. Hopefully get him back maybe about the, you know, between the halfway and, you know, two-thirds way through the year probably. Um, so I'm glad it wasn't season-ending for sure because he's such a big part of the offense with Kareem Hunt. Um, and obviously, you know, uh, having Kareem Hunt step in and being your number one guy isn't isn't going to be that bad either. Um, I've, I think Nick Chubb is better, but Kareem Hunt does a lot of things that Nick Chubb, you know, he does a lot of things better than Nick Chubb as well. Um, and just with the offensive line and how they've been playing, uh, I think – Guys like Dearness Johnson and even Dontrell Hilliard, um, you know, if they, you know, obviously those guys aren't world beaters or anything like that. Um, but when you when you run behind a, a good offensive line like we have, um, they're definitely going to put, you know, open up some holes for these guys. So I think if they just stick to the game plan, uh, at least running the ball and, you know, not just putting it all in, okay, Baker Mayfield, you got to throw it, you know, 40, 50 times a game, there's no Nick Chubb out there. I just still stick with the game plan. I think we'll be okay. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, I think I, th- we might see a lot of games like this, not necessarily scoring almost 50 points, but um, being up in a game and this defense lets the team back in the game, uh, unfortunately, outside of Denzel, Sheldon Richardson, and, um, I mean, Ogan Joby and Miles Garrett, obviously. Um, besides those guys – I don't really have any faith in anybody on the defensive side. Um, I know we, we, we forced a lot of turnovers, which is good. Um, but at times we just get gashed and we saw that in the fourth quarter, guys were just wide open. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like the defense is just going to be, uh, it's just going to be like that all game or all, all season. Um, we'll get up to a big lead and we'll probably let teams back in the game. We'll might lose a game or two that we probably shouldn't have because the defense might give it up. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I, I was really happy with the game. Obviously, it wasn't perfect by any stretch. Um, even things on offense could have been improved upon. But yeah, overall, I mean, I'm still just you know, I'm. It was a, a, de- a decent test for the Browns. Obviously, um, I think the Cowboys. Like I said, you never know what Dallas Cowboy team is going to show up, and I think they're a little better than their record shows right now. Um, but just especially how we start off the year against Baltimore, I think this is just. You know, we, we won the two games we should have, and this is another win that just, you know, puts us in the driver's seat, obviously, fighting for a playoff spot, hopefully. Um, and like, like Baker Mayfield said, it doesn't feel like last year. So I, I'm just, you know, I'm just in a good mood. I don't know what else to say. I just, I like I said, I'm not saying there's nothing to be improved upon, but at least, you know, for the most part, I'm, I'm happy with how we've, we've been playing so far since the first week. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
And I think that, you know, going down the line, um, you know, there's definitely still flaws that uh, need to be addressed. Um, but I think, you know, it's funny. I feel like most of the Brown seasons, we relied on our defense to give our offense just a few chances to, you know, get, get a few touchdowns. That was like a good week for the Browns. But this is the first year where all our defense has to do is just hold the other offense a little bit, just limit them a little bit, and we can win the game because our offense is putting up these points. And you look at our offensive stacks, they're almost perfect. I mean, Baker only got sacked twice, but none of them were a true sack. One of them he went to scramble, and he only got to the line of scrimmage, so they they counted as a sack. And one of them he gave himself up after holding on to the ball for like 10 seconds because no one was open, so he just fell down at the line of scrimmage. So even both of those sacks weren't, weren't really anything that bad, any type of negative play. And then on top of that, we didn't lose uh, any turnovers. We didn't lose any fumbles or uh, throw any interceptions. So I think that uh, with all of that being said, that's kind of the perfect type of game when it comes to not making mental errors, mental mistakes. And that's what the Browns are famous for, always losing games because of those mental mistakes. The one that sticks out is that squib kick, uh, the first one Dallas tried where our returner just like didn't grab it, like he acted like it was a punt, and had it not rolled into the end zone, could have been a touchdown going the other way. That was a mental error, but again, caught a break there. It did roll into the end zone. Um, so if the you know if that would have gone a different way, we'd be talking about that more. But because the Browns caught that break, we just don't really think about it. You know, that's something that a lot of other teams get those. Uh, conveniences that it just seems that the Browns never get. It never goes their way. They don't catch a break. But when you're playing well and playing better, you just I feel like it just so happens that you get these breaks too. That just seems to be how it goes uh, in football. So, uh, but also with Baker, you know, he did throw a little bit more than this this week, but still only you know 19 completions, 165 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he didn't light it up or anything, and we scored 49 points. So I really hope this can kill the narrative that's been going around of, you know, the Browns are a really great running back team. They need to run the ball because they have the best duo in the league. But if you want to beat the good teams, if you want to beat the Chiefs, if you want to beat so-and-so, you have to throw the ball. Uh, You know, our quarterback threw 165 yards and we scored 49 points. So I just feel like that narrative needs to go away. Uh, Unless we're facing a team that has a very high-ranked run defense and a very high-ranked offense someone that's going to put up a lot of points and stop our run. But until that happens, I, I think we can run the ball just as much as we've been doing, even without Nick Chubb, and and have Baker do what he's doing and still score You know, this high number. Yeah, I agree. Um, and something that we've seen uh, this year that we didn't see last year, he's really taking care of the ball a lot. Um, seven touchdowns, only two picks so far this year. Um, and, you know, yeah, he's not he's not wowing people with the – the stats as far as yards go um but he's being you know he's just being safe with the ball uh he's being a lot more accurate this year um and yeah I think just with Kevin Stefanski calling the plays I think he's just he realizes obviously that we have the best uh duo at running back in the league we have a great offensive line in front of them so you just feed the offense through them and just let the offense flow naturally to Baker Mayfield and Three and one, and like you said, we scored forty nine points in this game. He only threw or uh, threw for one hundred sixty five yards. So I don't need him to be, you know, Patrick Mahomes and go out there, Aaron Rodgers, and throw four or five hundred yards with five touchdowns. Um, if we're able to just you know 
keep this up and he's only he's only going to throw between 150 200 yards a game and we're still winning i mean i'm not going to complain about it honestly like i said if he's still accurate and still not turning the ball over uh i'm I mean, what's there to complain about honestly um but yeah i just feel like i just feel like they're they're letting they're not for like we saw last year I felt like it was just being forced so much towards Baker Mayfield. Okay, you have to be the reason that we win this game, and you need to make the big plays. You need to throw for three, four hundred yards a game, and just you know light it up out there. And obviously, we saw that didn't work out. So I, I really am impressed with Kevin Stefanski. First of all, for a number of reasons. Um, but I mean, yeah, even with Kareem Hunt, like I said, it's not much of a drop off from Nick Chubb. Um, if we only had Dearness Johnson or Dontrell Hilliard as our number one guy, I mean, obviously you'd probably want Baker to throw the ball more. Um, but when you still have Kareem Hunt out there, I mean, there's no reason why you should get away from the game plan, I think. Yeah, and I, I don't want to undersell Nick Chubb or his injury. It sucks that he's hurt. And when it happened, I had immediate depression, even though we were up by a lot and the game would didn't seem in jeopardy. I was still depressed that Nick Chubb was, you know, hurt and uh, you know, at least it's not a surgery and you know, surgery needing injury that's a season ending or anything like that and I hope he recovers soon and, and recovers well. But we're not talking about taking our running game from being really good to now being mediocre or below average. We're just talking about our running game going from elite, one of the best you've seen in years to just being really good. Like, I think Kareem Hunt and Ernest Johnson is still going to be a really good duo. And keep in mind, Kareem Hunt was not 100% last week. When Nick Chubb went out, Ernest Johnson was actually getting the, the heavier load of the carries because Kareem Hunt has that uh, groin issue going on, which hopefully he clears up. But he wasn't even at 100%. And he still ran for 71 yards, 6.5-yard average. And then Ernest Johnson picking up 95 yards, 7.3-yard average. Like, are you kidding me? Uh, and Kareem Hunt had the two touchdowns as well. So, uh, you know, that's, that is insane. I don't want to harp on the, you know, we ran for over 300 yards. Obviously that's because Odell had the 73 yards rushing, (laughs) one of them being a 50 yard run. So um, that's not going to happen every week, but even with the 95 and the 71, and then even the 19 yards from Dontrell Hilliard uh, and Nick Chubb had 43 yards before he went out. So it it was a complete rushing effort. And I really, uh, you know, I don't like to harp too much on the, on the uh, national sports media all the time, but it, it is kind of annoying because I feel like whenever the Browns win, they just get discredited in any way that they can. And I was, you know, texting you this, joking with you during the game. Watch, as soon as Dallas loses this game, everyone's going to talk about how terrible they are. And then look at this week. Everyone's coming out and talking about how terrible they are. And I get it. They're 1-3. They should be 0-4. They only won of a game because of a an onside kick miracle against Atlanta. And they are not, you know, an elite Dallas team like a few years ago when Dak and uh, Ezekiel Elliott took them to the playoffs and everything. But um, with that being said, going into this game, people were picking Dallas. Dallas was the seven point favorite. Like they thought they were going to win this game. So I'll flip it around and be like, oh, well, Dallas is terrible. Of course they lost to the Browns and gave up 49 points. I just feel it's a little bit unfair. Uh, but that I'll, I'll just leave that where it is. I just want to air my grievance a little bit on that. Yeah, I agree. And it's, you know, it's just typical, uh, you know, and they do that for a lot of teams too, but especially the Browns. Any way to you know, discredit anything good we're doing, they're just going to blame it on. Oh, uh, you know, these, this team had a bunch of injuries. This team isn't that good, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, Dallas is, yeah, they're a mental mistake on an onside kick away from being 0-4. 
Uh, and they probably should be 0-4 because that was just a terrible mistake. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, it, it's just, I don't know, it, it is annoying, I, obviously. Um, I just try to ignore it just because it's, you know, it's just the same old stuff. It's just the Browns are going to get, and I mean, I, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of get it because it's like, okay, for the past 20 years, you know, they've literally done nothing. They've been dumpster fire. And anytime there's been a, sh- a shred of anything good, it always just goes away instantly. Um, but I, like I said, I just have a different feeling with this team. Obviously, the defense isn't there. You know, we could talk about it all day um, of you know what we still need to do on defense, obviously. But this offense is one of the best in the league, obviously. And they're going to keep us in a lot of games just for – the, the way they can put up points like with ease. Um, just the only thing, like I said, was the defense. I think a, a couple of games this year, they're going to, they're going to lose a couple of games for us for sure. Uh, games that we probably should win. Um, I just hope to God it's not against the jets or the giants. Cause those teams are just awful. So hopefully it's, a, it's against a couple of better teams than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just, you know, it seems like everything is just clicking now. You know, Odell is really getting involved. You know, they saw him, obviously, that was a, I mean, Kevin Stefanski, credit to him, but that that play to, for Odell in the fourth quarter, oh, my God. I mean, he has way bigger balls than I do. I would have never, ever called that play for sure. <laughs> um, and I was just saying to get Kareem Hunt back in there because they had Dearness Johnson in there. We were going three and out, and we weren't moving the ball. So I'm like, I know Kareem Hunt is hurt, but just get him out there. He's the best running back we have. He's so good. He's gonna, you know, you know, wind the clock down, and then, you know, you give the ball to Odell, and he's just that—that's just what Odell can do. He's just, you know, one of the the special athletes in the league, and he can just, you know, turn nothing into something. Uh, credit to Kevin Stefanski, and obviously, if you know, obviously, if he had been blown up in the backfield by Alden Smith, we'd all be ripping Kevin Stefanski right now. Obviously, so it's always. It's always nice when it works out. In hindsight, it's always twenty twenty. Um, but still, just to have the balls to call that play, at least get the ball into the hands of the people that you know can make plays. I, I have a lot of respect for that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm. It seems like Odell, when you get him involved early, also, which we have been doing the last couple of weeks, uh, it seems like he's more willing to be involved the rest of the game. You know, he's not kind of. Haven't you, you? You can always see it on his face when he's not getting involved and he's not getting touches, um, even when we are doing well. Uh, so when you get him involved early, I think that really motivates him to you know play his ass off the rest of the game. Yeah, and um, I think that uh, like getting involved early. Let's talk about probably the play of the game. Talk about a ballsy call having that uh, J- Jarvis Landry thirty-seven yard touchdown pass to Odell Beckham. That was another like uh, it was like wow, and and the Browns did some things like that last year, so that wasn't super surprising. But for it to be pulled off and work in such a perfect fashion, uh, we had the the Cowboys completely confused on that one, um, and it worked out perfectly. And and when you have a play like that, you know it's kind of like the Philly special from the Super Bowl a few years ago. I feel like when you have a play like that, they don't always work and they can go horribly wrong. But when you do something and pull it off, especially into a scoring play that can just shoot your momentum up for the rest of the game. And I think that's what that did. And it was such a great highlight, you know, and it was such a great way to get uh, Odell involved. So that was one of my favorite plays that, you know, for us this season. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, Jarvis Landry, it was just a perfect pass. He placed it perfectly. And I saw, you know, 
Baker Mayfield actually overthrew Odell on a, a wide open street yeah. later in the game. I'm like, well, damn, Jarvis Landry probably could have hit him because he, <laughs> I mean, he couldn't have placed it any per any more perfect. So yeah, those two plays, uh, I think, obviously you can't do that stuff too often. Uh, it's kind of have to, you know, you have to read the defense and see, you know, and just read the flow of the game and see what they're prepared for. Um, but yeah, I mean, throwing in those type of plays, especially with all the talent that we have, uh, you know, you just love to see it. Yeah, and on that Baker play, because let's let's uh, talk about that. That was probably the one glaring miss of the game, and he overthrows people sometimes and whatnot. But for the most part, it's it's you know it is what it is, part of the game. But that was the one glaring like, wow, Odell's wide open on a streak, and you basically throw it out of bounds. Um, and it's not like he was throwing it away. He meant to get it to him, but threw it out of bounds. And I think that's the one time where people always talk about quarterbacks like Baker, uh, where they always say things like, or Carson Wentz is another example. It's like, oh, well, they're better throwing it when they're uh, when they're on the run, when they're out of the pocket, when they roll out, they can really see their targets, uh, especially with Baker because he's shorter, uh, you know, see their targets and, and, and rocket it to him. And I agree with that. And Baker is really good at short and medium uh, passes with on the run. I think when you're on the run, though, it, that's what makes those deep passes a little bit more difficult, especially something like a streak where, uh, you know, you have to lead the receiver. I feel like doing that on the run is extremely difficult. If someone pulls that off, like, of course, a Patrick Mahomes could probably pull that off and, and has many times, but pulling that off is, is probably the most difficult throw to make. So uh, to see him miss that, was not super surprising. Uh, if he were in the pocket and he was able to load up and throw that, I think it would have been hit because we've seen Baker do that before. Um, but yeah, that was the one glaring mistake. And let's be honest, if that would have happened, because uh, I, I think the Cowboys, you know, had started their comeback at that point. Um, if that would have happened, that would have ended the game. So we just have to wait. We just had to wait for our game ending play a drive later. So again, one of those things where if we ended up losing, you go back and look at that play and, and scrutinize it. But because we won and it worked out, you know, it's not that big of a deal and we just need more games like that where we don't have to sit here and harp on all of those small mistakes because we just end up winning the game so it doesn't matter that much yeah i agree and uh just real quick like you said if, if we would have hit that i mean he would have walked into the end zone i mean he could have probably crawled his way into the end zone he was that wide <laughs> open so it's it was obviously very frustrating when he missed it uh you know but like you know it's overall baker mayfield's been much more accurate this year um, than last year. So, I mean, I think he's just going to miss those guys sometimes. I think he just does that from time to time. Um, and, you know, I, I, I do agree he's a lot better. He seems to be a lot better throwing on the run, which I don't think isn't a, necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you don't want him – you want literally every passing play just to be a bootleg and have him just running out of bounds and just throwing it to the sideline every time. Um, but, yeah, I just think – yeah, I, I just, you know, I think Baker Mayfield just throws the ball really hard and he's short also. So he, I think he just mistimed it. And, you know, that was a big mistake, obviously. And that probably would have put the game away, like you said. But, you know, it is what it is. But overall, like I said, I've just been impressed with his, his accuracy this year compared to last year. Cause last year it was just, it was just god awful. Yeah, and just to praise the team a little bit more, um, you know, you look at the score of 49 to 38. We were saying it was going to be a shootout. You might think this game was closer than it is. 
I, I do want to give credit to our defense in the sense that going into the fourth quarter, we only allowed 14 points. And, you know, the 14 points were very early in the game. You know, we, uh, we, we did go up 7-0, but then the Cowboys came back and um, got both of those touchdowns, uh, you know, both of which were pretty, pretty bad plays by us defensively. But they were in the f- first quarter still. And after that, our defense did not let up anything. Uh, we forced two fumbles, uh, one of them from Zeke, which is like, how often do you see him fumble? And then the other one, uh, you know, the strip sack, which third week in a row with a strip sack from Miles Garrett uh, is pretty incredible. Um, and, and we, you know, go into the third quarter and don't allow any points as well. So to, you know, say the defense is really bad, it's like, okay, sure. But of how many teams going into the fourth quarter of 41 to 14 are still going to hold their opponents to no points? Like the Dallas, they'll give them credit for one thing. Dak wants his money, obviously, and Dallas is not a team that's going to fold. They would, they could be down eighty to zero. They're still playing the fourth quarter like they're trying to beat you. So you got to give them credit for that. And they're facing a defense who's gassed at this point because we've been playing well the whole time. So I don't want to beat them down too hard. Of course, you can't let your opponent score twenty four points in the fourth quarter. But how did we end the game with a Denzel Ward interception? So I don't want to go too hard on them. I, I think we have to give them credit as well because without that strip sack and without the interception, you know who knows what happened in this game yeah I agree um obviously if you you know listen last week and you know follow me on Twitter I'm obviously not the biggest Andrew Sandejo fan in the world um <laughs> no one was on Sunday <laughs> yeah and, yeah of course and you know he he gives up that basically he gives up two touchdowns almost and then he gets uh the strip on Ezekiel Elliott so I'm like god damn it you know I I'm glad you did that but also you're making me look bad now because now yeah. I have to you know give you a little bit of credit, but um, yeah, like I said, I, I just think the defense is what it is. Uh, we're thin at linebacker. We're thin at defensive back. Obviously, Greedy Williams did not play yet again this week. I hope to God he can finally play this week. I, you know, I'm not even going to say he is or not because you, know, <laughs> you never know with that guy. I don't even, I don't understand it. Um, Kevin Johnson also, I guess, I mean, he didn't play at all either. Um, I don't think, yeah, Mac Wilson wasn't, was he out there? Yeah, he was out there. I I don't know. I never know, honestly, when when we're on defense. I'm just watching Miles Garrett because he's just and on defense, and he just creates so much havoc. So I'm usually watching him. So I don't even remember when Mac Wilson is in or not. Uh, he might just be on, like, limited, you know, like they do in the NBA, like limited minutes kind of thing uh, when they bring him back from injury. Um yeah, like I said earlier, I just think Miles Garrett, Sheldon Richardson, uh, Ogunjobi to an extent, and then also Denzel when he's healthy too. He's you know been kind of injury prone so far in his early career. Um, I think outside of those guys, I think you know other guys are going to struggle a lot all game or all all season. Um, yeah, the, I, I will say the linebackers have gotten a lot better, uh, especially BJ Goodson. I always see him around the ball. Um, and then hopefully Miles Garrett can just continue to just wreak havoc on offensive lines. I mean, he is just, yeah, like, like I said to you, anybody who was, if there's anybody out there who was, you know, pissed off that we gave him that big contract, I think there's a big foot in their mouth today because, you know, he's three games in a row with a strip sack and he's leading the NFL in sacks also. So, I mean, the guy is worth the money and obviously, you know, he's getting, I think rarely he's on a one-on-one. He's always getting double teamed or have a running back chipped at him or 
just blatantly being held at the offensive line, and they're not calling a lot of holding penalties this year, we've we've noticed, um, which I think opens up the door for, like like I said, guys like obviously Sheldon Richardson, who's had a, a big year. Ogan Joby's been playing well. I mean, the guy like Porter Gustin also. I mean, guys like him can get involved. Uh, Olivier Vernon was able to come up with a fumble. Um, other than that, he really hasn't been doing much on the defensive end. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think – you know, I I just keep going back to it. I know the defense is not great, and I'm just worried that they're going to give up a game or two down the road that we obviously should win. We'd probably be leading in. And, you know, Miles Garrett and those guys can only do so much. And you saw them at the end of that Dallas game. I mean, they were completely gassed. Uh, I mean, Dak was just throwing the ball all over the place. Guys were just wide open. Um, Amari Cooper, who was – basically held in check for, I mean, he had the, t- the the touchdown early, but I mean, he was just wide open in the entire fourth quarter. He was just not covered. It, it seemed like, um, which is frustrating because we kept Ze- Zeke in check for the game. He only had 12 carries for 54 yards. Um, I know people want to say, you know, whether they think Dak Prescott is a good quarterback or not, but I mean, he's leading the league in throwing in throwing yards and passing yards this season. Um, so he can throw the ball on you and he was just lighting us up on defense. Um, again, I don't, you know, I don't know if that was just like the old thing, like, oh, well, we're up by we're up 41, 14. Let's just go in the prevent defense, you know, for the fourth quarter. Um, you would think that once they scored maybe their second or third touchdown that they'd kind of, you know, okay, let's, you know, let's, let's man up on these guys again. Cause we were shutting them down the rest of the game. Uh, but yeah, obviously the defense is just still, you know, it's going to take a couple of years for this defense to get where it needs to be. Um, Definitely need more pieces on the back end, uh, especially in the secondary with guys who, you know, aren't good or can't get on the field in the first place. But, you know, as long as you have Miles Garrett out there, I, I think you're going to be pretty decent, at least for the D-line. Yeah, and um, I think that, you know, overall, the 24 points, okay, like I don't want to say they don't matter, but you don't want to see a big lead blown down to three points in the fourth quarter, but it's like – you know, we still won by 11 points. So <laughs> I don't know. I just, maybe I should be more worried about our defense, but at this point, I'm really not like we let their quarterback throw 500 yards and uh, score almost all their points in the fourth quarter. And we, and we still won by 11 points. So, uh, you know, not every game is going to be like that, but you know what, if we go into the fourth score- quarter and we don't have 41 points, if we only have 14, then our defense needs to play better, but that wasn't the case on Sunday. Uh, so it is what it is. Anyway, transitioning into Next week, I'll I'll pose this question to you. This is something you can, you know, answer based off of this past game. But then I think also this kind of leads into next game. At this point, we're three and one going into week five, but the first quarter of the season is over. Nick, do you think at three and one and what you've seen so far that Cleveland Browns are a playoff team? I do. I think they, I think they just based on a lot of games, especially in the later half of the season. Uh, there are a lot of winnable games. I mean, I think I just a couple off the top of my head. I mean, there's no excuse not to be the Jets and the Giants, like I said earlier. Jacksonville is a very winnable game. Uh, might you know, a couple of those might be trap games for sure, but you know, the good teams they still need to win those games. Um, I think Vegas is a winnable game for sure. So I mean, and there's that's just off the top of my head. There's more games, obviously, that I think will will we'll fare better at. I think obviously. You know, playing the Steelers and the Ravens is, is going to be tough as always. Um, the Bengals, 
they're the Bengals, unfortunately. So I, I think that'll be another uh, another decent win for us. Um, but yeah, right now, I obviously I don't think we're gonna be you know <clears throat> playing in the AFC Championship game or let alone going to the Super Bowl for sure. Um, but I think we could be one of those you know last teams to get into the playoffs, and I would be fine with that. You know, I especially just for the past 20 years and how they've been, uh, you know, getting to the playoffs is definitely a step up from what you did last year for sure. So you're still improving. Um, I, yeah, I just think that this offense, like I said, I, I was just going off about the defense obviously, but I just think this offense is so good that they're really going to, they're, they're very hard to stop. And you know, that's obviously is going to take a little bit of a hit with Nick Chubb, but I agree with you that, while it does suck that he's out and, you know, he might be our best player overall on the entire team. Um, I do think Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson can do a really good job. And like I said, this offensive line is so good um, that they're really going to open up holes for those guys. So I, I, I'm not really worried about the offense. I'll probably, that'll probably come back to bite me in the ass in a couple of games here, but I'm not worried about the offense dropping off too much. Um, I still have concerns about the defense, but I still think our schedule is very favorable for us. So I, I would expect us to at least make the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I think that we're going to find out, you know, even more the quality of our team in this upcoming game, which we're about to jump into. But I think that last week I was kind of going into this Dallas game thinking if we don't beat Dallas, I don't think we're a playoff team. Uh, and we end up scoring 49 points. I think that any team that can score 34 points or more in three consecutive weeks. That's a playoff offense. I mean, I don't care about the competition. Um, that's a playoff offense. And while our defense is obviously the weakness of the team when it comes to our secondary, um, I think that our offense, it's weird to say, I think that our offense is actually great enough to overcome that, at least to the level of being a 7-6 or you know, maybe even 5 seed um, in the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see as the season rolls on, but getting into the Next game here, this might be the most uh, even matchup so far this season. I'll give you the details, and then you can jump into it, Nick. Uh, so the Colts and the Browns, both 3-1. and one. Uh, We both lost in Week 1. Uh, we lost to the Ravens. The Colts lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, believe it or not, and then have been on three week winning streaks since. Uh, the Colts have beaten the Minnesota Vikings, the New York Jets, and the Chicago Bears. So, not much better competition wise, pretty comparable to who we've been beating. Um, and for the most part, you know, they have a very similar game plan. They get 365 yards per game, we get 396, so we're a little bit better there. They definitely lean more on their passing than we do, uh, and we definitely have a better running per game than they do. But here's the thing. The Colts currently have the number one defense in the league when it comes to yards allowed. We have the number one defense in the league when it comes to turnovers. So this is a very comparable, very even game in a lot of different ways. Phil Rivers is not lighting it up. He only has four touchdowns, three interceptions, compared to Baker's seven touchdowns and two interceptions. Uh, and they've thrown right around the same amount of, of attempts. So you know, they have Marlon Mack out. We have Nick Chubb out. It's it's pretty crazy how stat-wise this game seems. Uh, the, the line right now is only a point and a half towards the Colts. Um, so what do you think going into this game, Nick? Yeah, I think this is a very, uh, a very underrated matchup this weekend. Um, you know, both teams are obviously, like you said, three and one. I mean, and it, you know, what you just said, they're pretty similar on paper as far as, you know, we have injuries out, you know, Phillip Rivers and Baker Mayfield haven't been lighting it up. 
Uh, obviously, Baker's, I think, played better than Phillip Rivers so far. Um, yeah, I think this will be... This will be another test. Obviously, I, I you know I thought at least Dallas would be a test. Uh, I didn't realize how bad their defense was. Um, like you said, we're going up against the number one defense in the in the league, so this will be a real test. Especially, like I said, if we just stick to the game plan of you know at least giving Nick, Ch- uh, excuse me, Kareem Hunt, Dontrell Hill, you're just shifting the shifting the focus to them, uh, and not letting not making Baker Mayfield just you know have to go out there and win the game against the number one defense in the league. I, I think that'll be a big mistake. I don't see Kevin Stefanski doing that. Um, it'll, it'll be definitely be a big test. Um, and I like the fact that we're leading the league in turnovers because I always – I like Phillip Rivers, but I feel like he can be pretty erratic sometimes with the ball. Um, so if we're able – hopefully, like I said, I don't know if Greedy Williams is going to be back. I hope to God he is. He probably won't be for some stupid reason. Because he just always is not playing. <laughs> I don't know. He stubs his toe, then he's like on IR for three or four weeks, and then you just never see him. Oh, no. So, yeah, you, you yeah. never know with him. Um, and I mean, <laughs> the Colts are banged up on defense too, uh, especially Darius Leonard, their star linebacker. He's questionable, at least listed as questionable. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this will be a, a good test for us. Um, I'm not going to say the sky is falling, obviously, if we lose this game. Um, unless, you know, we completely just fall apart. Um, but yeah, this is another, another team that I think at the end of the year, we might be fighting with for a playoff spot, honestly. Um, so I, I really just want to see, I want to see how the Colts do obviously too, because I want to see if they, if their game plan, which I, I think a lot of teams might, might do it unless until Nick Chubb gets back, um, they're going to say, okay, yeah, Kareem Hunt is fine, but if as long as we stop him, we're going to put the pressure on Baker Mayfield to beat us and make him throw, you know, 40 plus times a game and, you know, see if he can, if he can beat us, uh, which obviously didn't work out last year, like I said earlier. Um, so yeah, this, this is going to be a very close game. I think, um, I don't know. It's just, like I know we're not picking the. We'll get to the the picks in a, in a few minutes, but I don't know. This game is just a weird one. I feel like I feel like it could really go either way. I feel like it could get embarrassing, you know, just because their defense is so good. I don't see that happening though, just because you know I feel like we still have more weapons. I think if we just if we just stick to the game plan, like I keep saying, and just, you know, the offensive line is still really good, and just feeding Kareem Hunt the ball. Obviously, you know, like I said. At the beginning of the year, since we have him now, you can throw him out there as a slot receiver. Also, he can do so many other things, um, and he's a better receiver than Nick Chubb is for sure. Um, and obviously, Dearness Johnson played a, a hell of a game. He almost had 100 yards last week. Um, so yeah, this is a weird one, but I, you know, I think it'll be. It might be the game of the week, honestly, because I think these teams are pretty evenly matched. Um, you know, for the most part, obviously, except the Colts' defense is way better than ours, but I think we make up for it with our offense. So I, I think this will be a, a really good game and a really close one, too. Yeah, and it is in that 425 slot, so I think some nationalized could get on it as well, not just the local ones in Cleveland and Indianapolis markets. Uh, you'll probably have a lot of people in the country that have this as their 425 game. Um, you know, so I am really excited for it. Here's why I'm a little bit more optimistic than I was 
um, than I was when we started the season and I looked at this game. Uh, the Colts are number one in defense uh, when it comes to yards allowed, but you, I think you also have to look at uh, the biggest part of that is because of their yards per game in the passing allowed. They're number one, only 159, which we just scored, you know, uh, 49 points, uh, throwing, I believe 165 yards. So that, <laughs> that is what it is. Uh, but they are number one in that, but in the rushing, they're number four and we're number five. We're pretty close to them when it comes to rushing defense. And I feel like this is going to be a rushing game because look, I'll be honest with Baker Mayfield. Do I trust him to go out there and win the game every week? No, but I also don't trust Philip Rivers to go out there and win the game. So um, I think it, it could turn into a rushing battle as to where last week was more of a passing battle, uh, even though we ran for 300 yards. But it looked like a passing battle on paper. Um, so I'm pretty optimistic because I don't see them being able to run the ball that much on us. Um, I'm really confident in our rush defense. I mean, we shut down Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I know that we didn't necessarily have a ton of running competition besides him, but like Joe Mixon's pretty good. Like we've had some good running backs and no one's been able to penetrate us uh, in our front seven when it comes to running the ball. So I don't think, you know, the Colts are going to be uh, that team to do so. I'm not trying to, you know, discount the running backs or anything like that, but they do have, you know, Marlon Mack, like I said, is on IR. They do have Jonathan Taylor and Hines, but I mean, that's not the most impressive duo to me. So I'm pretty optimistic going into this. Of course, I I could be let down, but unless, uh, you know, Phillip Rivers, like who you said, is known to be erratic, especially in the fourth quarter, a lot of his career, he's ended games with throwing a pick to end the game. So uh, I just don't see this being one. I was more scared of Dallas than I am of the Colts, and I'm more scared of Pittsburgh than I am of the Colts. So uh, in this this three-game stretch we have here uh, of what I guess you could call bigger competition, this is the one I really think we should have won going in, and that's still my opinion. Uh, I think we should win this one, absolutely. I would definitely think this is a disappointment if we lose, even in, even though we'll still be 3-2. and two. In the tough division that we're in, we should win this game. And the last thing I want to point out, I think the, the best part of what you just said and the most important part is that we may very well be battling the Colts for a playoff spot at the end of the year. So winning this now uh, becomes that much more important because let's say we are both nine and seven or ten and six at the end of the year um we have that advantage over them if we win so it is an important game yeah i agree and uh yeah yeah i just feel like this defense is is so good i feel like they can just get us out of our rhythm early um i'm really hoping that what we saw last week from dearness johnson wasn't a fluke and he just you know he just comes out there and doesn't do anything it's just all on kareem hunt to run the ball uh, and then we're forced to, you know, focus more on the passing game, which really hasn't worked out. Um, I mean, not that, not that it hasn't worked out. I'm saying not that it hasn't worked out when that's trying to be like our main focus. It should be, you know, obviously running the ball first, and then letting the passing game come passing game come to you. Uh, I think that's when we really excelled when Baker Mayfield has played his best. Um, yeah, I, I think if we just – like I said, I think their defense will keep it a close game. Um, if our offense can just do what we've been doing, Baker Mayfield taking care of the ball, being accurate, uh, Kareem Hunt doing what he's obviously more than capable of doing. Um, and, you know, kind of like last week, you know, you forced Dak Prescott, you shut down Zeke early, and you forced Dak Prescott to win you the game. I mean, he almost did, obviously, in the fourth quarter. But, um yeah, I mean, I don't. I just don't trust Philip Rivers. If this was this was maybe like five or six years ago, yeah, that'd be another story. 
Um, but just Philip Rivers now, I don't know what how much he has left. Um, you know, I, I think that, like I said, he's been erratic, like we said. Um, and I feel like, you know, especially our defense is number one in turnovers forced. Um, and we've been converting off those turnovers, which is more important than even the turnovers, honestly, uh, is what you do out of them. So we've been yeah, converting true. off of that. So I, I feel like I, I think we can still win this game. Obviously, this is a really big test for us early in the season. Um, I, yeah, I just worry about the defense, you know, kind of stalling us out early and I, I just maybe throwing Kevin Stefanski off his game and trying to, you know, force him to, to rely on Baker Mayfield, who is a guy that I love, but I don't, at least right now, I don't expect him to be the guy to go out there and win you the game. You know, like you said, throwing the ball over the field. I don't think he's that guy, at least right now. Um, so that's the only, that's, as Stephen A. Smith would say, that gives me uh, cause to pause as far as the Colts go. But yeah, I just think if the if the offense can get into a flow early, uh, and obviously Miles Garrett, if he can get to Philip Rivers and make his his afternoon pretty uncomfortable, I, I think it'll be a, a a very winnable game. I still think just their defense is too good, and I think it'll be really close though. Yeah, I think that the other good thing though about it is. I this Browns team, if they've shown me anything, it's that they're no longer victims of momentum. <laughs> I feel like uh, this team knows going into games that, you know, you might be up 7, 10, 14 points, and you know what? The other team may very well come back. And I feel like a lot of the time the Browns used to be victims to that. And as soon as the team started coming back, you just kind of knew in the back of your mind it was over. But I feel like this team has no problem taking those punches. You know, think of it like a boxing match, just taking the punches uh, on the jaw and then continuing and hitting back. And that's been the single most impressive thing to me this season. So even if the Colts come out here and we're up by a touchdown or so and it gets late into the game and they start going on a run and maybe even taking the lead, I fully expect us to come out and, and re retake the game. So so that confidence is not something I've had before in the Browns. It's pretty nice to have. Um, with that being said, uh, I guess we can go into our predictions. Nick, what do you have for this one? Um. He said, yeah, I think it'll be a very close game. Uh, I think the offense will, will still be able to do what they're able to do. Um, and hopefully we can just, you know, make Phillip Rivers try to beat us. But I, I just think the Colts defense will keep saying it. I just think they're they're so good they'll keep it closer than it probably should be. I don't think Phillip Rivers is going to light up any any stat sheets by uh, by any means. So uh, I'm going to go with the Browns still winning this game. Uh, I'll, I'll say the final score is 28-24. to 24. Um Hopefully, maybe Denzel Ward gets a last uh, two weeks in a row gets a, a game ceiling pick off of Philip Rivers. I could definitely see that happening. Um, yeah, I'll go twenty eight, twenty four Browns, and you know, especially like I said, if we don't win this game, I'm not going to say the sky is falling. But this is also a team that might be playing or fighting for with a uh, for a playoff spot later in the year. So I don't think they're going to go away, uh, even if win, lose, or draw. Yeah, fair enough. And, you know, when you, when you look at offense and yards per game, you know, a lot of the league is pretty close, but the Colts are ranked 21st. You know, Dallas is number one offense and we just outscored them. So when it comes to yards per game. So, I mean, I just don't see the Colts being um, the team that's going to go out there and outscore us. Um, so I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm going to go 28 to 24. I think that the Colts, uh, put up, um, you know, a good effort. I think they probably, again, 
score late to make it close, but I, I would be shocked if if uh, if we let Philip River and the Colts run all, all over us. I think if we lose this game, like many games we're supposed to win this year, if we lose, it's like what you said, it's our offense not clicking correctly, having mistakes like week one and losing a game, you know, we lose, you know, 12 to 21 or something. I don't see them coming out and putting up 30 something points on us. So uh, we'll see, but I'm going to go 28, 24. Did you say uh, your score? Yes. I also had 28, 24. Oh, I I didn't, I didn't copy you. I swear. (laughs) Josh, just change your score right now. Just drop it one point either way. All right. 27, 24. (laughs) All right. Much better. Much better. Nice. Nice. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, going on to the rest of the week. So we both do have the Browns. Uh, and we're both 11 and five right now for the year. Uh, so pretty positive records thus far, but, uh, not to uh, brag too much here, but we both have the Browns. Let's go to Sunday night football where we have the Minnesota Vikings going to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. I don't know about you, Nick. I feel like this is a pretty easy pick. Who you got? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going with Seattle in this game. This is kind of like last week when we were going with the, the Vikings Packers game or no, excuse me, the Falcons Packers game. Um, I think Russell Wilson is going to be the MVP this year. I'm still shocked. It still makes no sense to me that he's never at least gotten one MVP vote. The guy is just unbelievable. One of the best quarterbacks in football for sure. Um, I, I think Minnesota has played well this year, but I just think Seattle and you know, especially Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson might be the best wide receiver quarterback duo in the league. So I just think they're too much for Minnesota. So I'm definitely going to go with Seattle on this one. Yeah, I'll go with Seattle as well. Not much to say about the game, but I will say when it comes to the MVP, it feels like one of those years where the narrative has already kind of been decided because it is so ridiculous that he hasn't gotten a vote. And as long as he continues to play like he is and the Seahawks have, you know, a successful season as far as making it to the playoffs, which they basically always do, I could definitely see him, you know, being the MVP. I think that Aaron Rodgers will make that an argument. I think that there are a few other players uh, that'll make that an argument as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going with the Seahawks for sure in, in this game. Monday night, we have the Chargers going to New Orleans to face the Saints. Uh, the Saints haven't been as great as uh, in previous years when it comes to how they look, but they have been winning games. Uh, the Chargers actually put up uh, a pretty good performance against the Buccaneers last week, but didn't get the win. Uh, Tom Brady had an amazing game. Who are you taking in Monday Night Football this week? Uh, this is a tough one because, yeah, New Orleans has been struggling on both sides of the ball this year, and um, Justin Herbert looked pretty good last week for sure. Um, I'll still go with New Orleans, though. Um, I think Justin Herbert is a promising quarterback. Um, I just think New Orleans is a little too much, and hopefully they can get Michael Thomas back this week. Um, you know, he's missed a, a bunch of time, and I just think I – mean, I don't know if he if he's the only reason. I don't know if it's just Drew Brees, you know, kind of falling off a bit. But the offense definitely does not look the same without Michael Thomas in there. He just is such a catalyst for everything they do. They still have Alvin Kamara. Don't get me wrong, uh, but without having Michael Thomas in there to throw to, it, it hurts their offense a lot. So hopefully, if they get him back, I'm definitely going to go with New Orleans in this one. I'm going to just for the sake of uh, high risk, high reward, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I'm going to go with the upset here. Um, I think that, you know, like I said, the Chargers have been playing well, and I think that New Orleans uh, hasn't. And they're 2-2, two and two, which for the Saints is a disappointment. Um, and I feel that the Chargers could come out and they could shock a lot of people in prime time and win the game. Uh, it's a long shot, so I'm not saying that uh, it's not. I'm not saying that I, I think it's, you know, a certainty. But I'm going to go with the Chargers here just because, 
it gives me a one game advantage if I'm correct <laughs> on you. And I think that it is a pretty good possibility. Um, all right. Now you get to pick one game that hopefully isn't canceled due to COVID. What other game this week would you like to pick Nick? Yeah, we'll wait and see. Um, I don't know. I feel like the game of the weekend might be Tennessee and Buffalo. That, that, that could be a really good game. Those are two really good teams. Uh, I don't have the balls enough to pick either one of those teams. So I'm going to go, I think, I believe it's the second week in a row. I'm going to say Houston is finally going to get their first win of the season at home against Jacksonville. <laughs> um, I, I think purely just based on them being so excited that Bill O'Brien got fired and he's not there anymore. Uh, I think they'll just be galvanized. I don't know how many more games they're going to win this year. They're still, their team is still just a mess other than Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson. So I think Houston is going to be just galvanized. They finally got that guy out of there uh, who was just ruining that team. So I think they'll they'll pick up their first win at home against Jacksonville. Yeah, that's that's a good pick. I mean, if you keep picking them, eventually they should you know win. So <laughs> yeah, they can't, I mean, it's Deshaun Watson. He's not going to go zero and sixteen. He's going to win one eventually. So that might just be my wild card pick until he win one this year. Um, I'm going to go with Arizona. They're going to New York to face the Jets. Um, and Arizona, you know, they have had some good wins this year. And then they've also, in some games, struggled quite a bit. But, I mean, let's be honest, the, the Jets are terrible. So <laughs> um, I can pretty confidently pick the Cardinals. They haven't had a win in a few weeks. I think they get one in New York on Sunday. Well, I mean, I'm, they're almost guaranteed to win because Joe Flacco is going to be starting for the Jets. So, I mean, I think... Yeah, oh, is to, yeah, yeah. I think I think Arizona would have to do quite a bit to themselves to not win that game, especially when Joe Flacco's on the other side. Did Darnold get uh is something wrong with him or Yeah, I think he got like mono again or you know Stop. Let me take a let me take a quick look here. Uh shoulder. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Something legitimate now. So yeah, he just he doesn't is... want to play. He's too ashamed of his team. He's like, ah, my shoulder okay. hurts. I would actually go out and try to get mono or something just to not play for the Jets <laughs> this season. I mean, it's just been terrible. All right. Well, those are our picks for this week. Nick, you got anything else before we sign off? Oh, uh, just, you know, go Browns as always. Uh, hopefully, you know, they can show up again and just, you know, carry this momentum. And like I said, it's been a while since I've been this happy about a Brown season this early in the season. So hopefully they can just continue that. Um, as always, you guys can find us on social media. You can find uh, the podcast on social media on Twitter at Hot Takes Two One Six, at Hot Takes on the Lake on uh, Instagram, and uh, you know you'll just look up our names. You'll find our, our personal stuff there if you want to follow that. Um, but if yeah, if that's all you got, that's all I got. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Last time I wrecked it, last time I whipped around, last time I did the whippers, last time I lived the first point of brown, hit the reverend, last time I hit your crib, last time it went to tears. I didn't win back in myself, felt like hell, fuck I risked it, patient self, how you living, know you thrilling.